Hey guys, welcome back to the Influence Community. We're your hosts, Alyssa and Danielle. This is where we spill the tea, talk all things influencing, and try to keep up with the ever-changing industry. Grab a coffee, sip your tea, and we hope you enjoy today's episode. Hey guys. Happy Monday. Happy Monday, you guys. Hope you had a great weekend. (laughs) All weekend, I have been looking at the Taylor Swift concert. Side note. (laughs) Oh my gosh, yes. Like, so many things happened. I feel like I saw so many people I knew go, and it just looked like Well, it was Nashville, right? Yeah, it was Nashville. I feel like that's, like, a pretty big, like, stop. Yes, and our queens at the Toast went. Did you see yes, their photos? Yes, yes. Like, they they've, so I good. haven't yet, but they've been talking about it. And then <laughs> this girl I follow on TikTok, she's one of, I'm pretty sure she's a listener, and she's just an IG queen, Allie. Do you follow her? Okay. Yeah, I know you do. Yes. Like, obsessed. Yes. She was posting all her oh, TikToks. Oh, yes. And oh she's God, like yes. a dedicated diehard queen in her wheelchair. Dude, like, I know. And she <laughs> she went to the one where she announced Speak Now, Taylor's version. I'm yes. so freaking excited. So I was doing that and then I literally had a breakdown in the car because she sang Out of the Woods, but I wanted to hear that one so bad. However, she did mess it up and she said if she messes up, quote unquote, like she does on purpose, if she messes up a song, she'll sing it again. So she Wait, messed up on Out of the Woods. Mean? Like she sang the bridge twice and then on Gorgeous, she pr- like supposedly forgot one of the words and said it wrong so she said in that one she was like oh my gosh I can't believe I forgot the words I told myself if I messed up anything I would get to sing that song again at another concert so like I think she's doing it on purpose to redo some so it's like all planned supposedly so I'm just like praying to the gods I get out of the woods at one of them I was gonna say is that the song you want I just like yeah that one is like I don't know why it's just like I fucking love that song like it is like my favorite song um but I do know for our concert we will be getting long live and that's on speak now um and that's on speak now and she's redoing that one so long live is like the one that she always does for she that's the one that's like with her fans like it's like a very sentimental song that she like like everyone knows that she's gonna do that at the last one so make sure you listen to that one (laughs) Okay, I will prep myself. But anyways, Wait, you guys. the one we're going to is the last one? Yeah, it's the last one. So it's going to be like <gasps> extremely iconic. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Wow. I'm so, so excited. excited. Yeah. Okay, cool. Like, so excited. I'm already planning my outfit. Oh my gosh. I'm excited. Me too. Me too. I'm just really stressed about the shoe situation because everyone is like saying like wear comfortable shoes. Like, wear I know. Shoes I keep like you that have. But I'm like... I don't want to. <laughs> I know. And like, that's the thing everyone says to wear them. But then when it comes down to it, like no one actually does. Like you're going to sacrifice the fashion. It's just not going to go with the outfit. The yes. Yeah. So, okay. I hope we have some Swifty Anyways. listeners out there. I'm talking to you guys. <laughs> I'm sure you guys have been oh, seeing this on Oh, we definitely TikTok. do. For um, sure. But yeah, so that was a big part of my weekend. <laughs> How's your weekend? What did I do? I oh yeah, I was in Arizona um, for a funeral, so that was sad. But I got to spend time with family, which was nice. <laughs> sad. <laughs> um, Rest in peace. I took 
like two days i know i was like <laughs> r.i.p yeah um i took two days off of social media so that was kind of nice like such to a nice break yeah unplug but i also did realize i've said this before and i stick to it instagram makes me happy and it's like it's for Love me that. it's a place that brings joy and when I don't have it I miss it so yeah. I usually don't take breaks that often because like when I don't feel great like I love looking at Instagram for inspo and just yeah, I love I content agree. I love seeing what people are up to so I did miss it for sure and I'm back and Love I don't that. remember Welcome the last time I took two days off so that was a lot but it's like yeah a I was also recharge. having do you guys like have that freak out where you're like I need to re-strategize all of my content ever. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I feel like that's been on your mind. I'm just like, um, I just don't know what I want to do, what the vibes are. Like, I wish I was in Europe, but that's not happening. So I need to figure something else out. So just trying to figure out what the vibe is. It's a struggle, but yeah, that's where we're at. Let's struggle. Anyway. Um, anyway. Okay. We have just one update for you guys this week so basically we okay italy trip you guys i feel like we're getting kind of close to the closing of signups we had a couple more signups which we're so excited you about mm-hmm. about you guys because once we know the final numbers then we can start like doing our cute little things, planning you know what i mean yes. planning making everything perfect finalizing details so we only have a couple spots left so if you guys are considering it definitely obviously we're biased but best trip ever best trip ever. sign up best it's girl's trip ever. gonna be so iconic i think i think the girlies are gonna love italy more even if I personally don't, because I love Paris, <laughs> I think everyone is really going to love Italy. I so know we want to take will. as many girls as possible. Yes. So we think the signups end or close at the end of July. So we'll post more about it. But if you are thinking about it, just know the deadline is coming up. And then we have our first group Zoom call happening in June. And that's when we kind of start the pre-trip planning process. We introduce ourselves to everyone, get into a group chat, and just kind of start chatting as just a whole group, which is so exciting because it just makes the trip yeah. more real. And then it's to getting meet closer. other girlies and... Yeah plan and all that's going Mm -hmm. yeah so so fun and it's so cute because i feel like the first zoom call everyone is so shy and then by the end of the trip everyone is best friends and it's so just cute and amazing to see that evolution of just like a couple months go by and then you experience this trip together and everyone's bffs after like we still literally love the first trip girlies so so much so i can't wait for another group it's gonna be so fun so it's a good group excited about that yes so yes sign up we're probably gonna be posting about it a lot please don't mind us Mm -hmm. just (laughs) we're excited that's what it is love um Okay, that's it for updates. And then let's do our influence of the week. So what is your current influence or who is your current who? <laughs> yes, mine is a girly this week. My influence is her her handle. Okay, her name is Emily Sindelev. I think that's how you say it. But it's Emily spelled Emily. Okay, it's E-M-I-L-I instead of a Y. 
and that's her handle emily sinlev but oh my god her content i've been following well i've been saving her content for like a while now because she does some really good pink looks that i've seen on my explore page and that's how i originally found her Cute. but she does like everything like she she's very street style and like also she does like colors too but she just has the cutest style she also just went to um venice i think she went with jimmy choo i couldn't quite tell but i think it was a jimmy choo trip but she went to venice and i literally have an entire venice album saved now for for the italy girls trip (gasps) from her because we're going to venice yeah like Oh my god, she just found the cutest spots, and I just have so much inspo now for the girls' trip. Is she a European girly? Yeah, she. I I don't know where she's from, but she's from Europe, and she is oh, so cute. Love. I love her style. I sent Alyssa this photo. You guys will see it if you look at her Instagram. It's she because Alyssa loves Celine, and she had so this Celine cute. bomber on, and it was. So cute. She just has really good pieces and really good, like, splurge pieces, too. Like, really good designer. I love that. Yeah. So, she's been giving me the inspo recently. Did you see Hannah Schoenberg was in uh, Oh, my God. Those photos were insane. I don't know where she – I think she was mainly in Tuscany because she got such good photos. Yeah, I think they were just out of Villa. Yeah. But her content – you guys, I just Insane. love her creative eye because I feel like we were in a similar place and just the way that she sees corners or Yeah. I don't know, like I just want to know who her photographer is. Like is I think it it's her a boyfriend? Boyfriend. I feel like it is. But, but I don't know. It's just so good and I just love her take on things. And I was like not a Chanel flat girly. And then she posted a photo with the white flats. And they are so cute. I was like, oh my gosh, so freaking cute. So yeah, all these girls going to all these European places, it's it's giving all the inspo. I know. So I'm so I excited. I love it. Um, what is your influence of the week? Okay, my current influence, I can't remember if I've talked about this or not, but I feel like I've mentioned it before, but it's actually my influence this week, dedicated influence. <laughs> I feel like so many brands are dropping bridal collabs and I can't tell if it's I'm just noticing it because I'm a bride and I want it all or if they're really ramping it up this No, I'm year. noticing it too. Because I don't know what's going on, but okay, so this episode is Monday. So I believe Skims is dropping their wedding edit on Tuesday, I think. And it's so cute. There's so many different pieces. I want to buy literally all of it. It's so cute. Um, 437 Swim dropped a whole wedding edit as well with the cutest white swimsuits. Obsessed. Love. Meshki, I feel like they dropped one a f- month or so ago. Maybe two months at this point. I feel like everything sold out so quickly. Yeah. And then Revolve, I feel like, always just has a ton of good bridal pieces. Like, Steve Madden did a whole bridal edit with shoes. Like, I got these shoes in from Steve Madden. And it's, like, a pointy toe. And the shoe is, like, satin. And then it's just, like, a heel. And then it has the bows on the back of the heel. Oh, cute. Like, Jimmy Choo? And they're so cute. So, it's, like, a Jimmy Choo dupe. But the one with, like, the closed pointy toe. And then Revolve, Ray the Label, has 
another Jimmy Choo dupe with the bow where it's like the bow on the toe and then the bow on the heel on the heel. opposite shoe. So I'm just like Love trying that. not to spend all my money <laughs> on all these brands that are dropping these bridal edits because they're I feel like they're so good. Yeah. And even just like for Love and Lemons coming out with dresses and House of CB coming out with literal wedding dresses that are less than a thousand dollars that look cute. It's so cute. Very tempting, but yeah. So just like a little overwhelming, but I feel like that's my current influence because I've just been seeing it everywhere and I'm obsessed and I already love the color white. So all these cute white silky pieces that are coming out. I'm just obsessed. So let's dive in to this week's episode. So basically, if you saw the title, it is Are Creators Lying About How Much They're Making? And this pretty much came about because we feel like there's two ends of the spectrums that you see videos, whether it's on the one end where it's clickbait videos on TikTok, like with these UGC creators claiming they are making like so much insane amounts of money Mm -hmm. and it's honestly kind of questionable versus the other end of the spectrum where there are creators who are calling out those clickbait creators by saying that they're lying and they're sharing like how much they're making per brand deal but it's on the very low side for the amount of following they have So we feel like we just wanted to talk about it and kind of dive in about what goes into a creator's rates and how Mm -hmm. these creators could potentially be making money and seeing if those numbers add up or if it is crazy. Does that make sense? Yes. I. If you are on TikTok, you definitely know what we mean. There are videos still on Reels, though. Um, just talking about like month by month, like what you make or like how to yeah, make like this the much monthly money. breakdown videos. Yeah. So I feel like we get questions about this a lot. Yeah. So yes, we will dive into that in this episode. And I feel like too, we've talked about this and I talk about how the thing that I hate the most about TikTok is all the clickbait stuff. Like it's like, it just seems like these creators are claiming they're making this certain amount of money, whether they are or aren't. Like, I have no idea. I don't know. But it, And then they push these courses that they're selling, right. which it's makes like, me feel like they're not making that. It's like or one they're thing making to be, that because people are buying the course because yeah, they think they're going to make that that's money. That's so true. I feel like it's one thing to be transparent, and it's another thing to, like, push a course at the end of your quote-unquote transparent video. Um, yeah I don't know two things can be true at once but I don't know there's like a lot of questions about these this kind of content in the community yeah and I feel like if it's authentic and reasonable then I feel like it's appreciated but it just seems those videos are far and few between but the whole reason this topic came up and why we want to talk about it is we want to actually talk to you guys about what even goes into creator rates and why people can charge what they charge or maybe people aren't charging the right number because they don't know what they can charge for. So we wanted to just break that down so you guys have a better understanding of what goes into rates and then we'll also just kind of briefly talk about ways that you can make money Because then maybe it would make sense that those creators are making that much if they're doing everything right. But 
I don't know. So we'll just dive in, kind of share our thoughts and break it down. That way you just have a better understanding of everything. Because I feel like doing this helps with that. So, okay, let's just dive in, I guess, because, okay, here we go. What goes into creator rates? So basically, I feel like you truly never know how much someone is charging brands because there are so many factors that go into it that I feel like a lot of people don't think about. They're just like, oh, I have 100,000 followers. I should be charging this amount of money. Mm -hmm. But then it's like, no, there's all these factors. And if you have a like you're doing really well in one of these categories you could probably raise your rate a little bit but then say maybe you're not doing so well in one of the other ones then maybe lower it slightly so that the brand feels like they're getting their worth yeah like that makes sense yeah like for example you could have 100k followers and wanting to be charging what say your friend who has like 70k followers but maybe your friend with 70k followers has like a 95% female ratio and you have like a 10% female ratio your friend with the 75k can charge so much more for um honestly like most brands because I would say most brands are looking for that female following especially in like the fashion industry of course but Kind of just depends, but I would say like most of the time people are looking for female, the female ratio. So yeah, your demographics are huge. So yeah, like you just said, that male to female ratio, like I feel like you can look at certain accounts and just kind of tell like what kind of following they have based on their likes or the likes that you can see or their comments. comments. Yeah, the comments Mm -hmm. for sure. (laughs) Um. But that's what you can tell and it's – I feel like brands do ask for that breakdown and I feel like as you – as your account grows more and you gain more followers, I think brands care more because they're paying more. So they want to make sure that this money that they're paying is going where they want it, which Mm -hmm. is a female demographic for the most part for fashion brands, beauty brands, just depending what niche you're in. Um. Maybe some don't care. Like maybe a cooking niche doesn't care. It truly, I feel like we're specifically talking about beauty or fashion and beauty. Yeah, but I think like also in marketing, it's like proven that females are more likely to buy than males. Yeah. So that's like also something they purchase more to consider. Yeah. Yeah. So I feel like that's huge. So yeah, like the example you just gave makes sense where someone with a smaller following might be charging more, but their demographics are really strong. And I feel like that also relates to your cities and your country location. I feel like brands will look at that as well. Again, Mm -hmm. as you get bigger, just because they want to make sure their money is being spent well. Yeah. And maybe their product, like maybe they don't even ship outside the U.S. So it's so important where your city and country breakdown is, especially for brands. You can really tell if someone's following is authentic based on this, this alone. Mm -hmm. So this is something people really take into consideration and that you can use as leverage. Yeah, definitely. And it's also just to note too, I feel like it just depends who the brand is targeting. So I feel like in the U.S., the U.S. has a huge, huge influencer yeah. industry. And I feel like Canada is mm-hmm. probably pretty big too. I feel like the U.S. and Canada, that's probably because that's where we are. We see a lot of. 
but we also do follow European girls too. And I feel like you also have to, you know, you might have 100K and be based in Paris, but maybe there's not as many brands. Like we know girls who are, we met up with fashion bloggers there when we were there. And I feel like it's different from just what I'm (laughs) noticing. I don't think they post as many ads. I don't think they post as many ads. And like, I I honestly, I do not know if this is true, but it feels like the budget that those companies have compared to the US is a lot lower, like a lot lower of budgets. And also the big budget companies in the US for marketing, they're not seeking girls in Europe. Or, you know, in mm-hmm. other countries. So that difference is so... There is a huge difference, I would say. Yes. Like, I feel like the amount of brands that are working with creators in the U.S. versus the amount of brands working with creators in Europe is different. Just from our observations mm-hmm. and what we see girls post. Like, I know one brand that I've seen a lot of European girls work with is um, Naked. Yeah. I've seen that a lot. And then I recently also saw Victoria's Secret France do some activations there. So there there definitely are campaigns there, but I feel like I will see 20 ads a day from U.S. creators. Right. You know what I mean? Like there's just every brand that we, we know seems like they are doing brand collaborations. So basically what we're saying is just depending where you live – might also affect how much you're making Mm -hmm. based on if the brands in that country use influencer marketing or not and it just so happens that it's like very large in the u.s yeah i've also noticed like the european industry like for you know for ads i feel like they really target like the huge european influencers like those are the girls that i see do consistent girls in the millions so like i don't i don't really know i don't follow too many smaller like european girls so i can't i can't accurately you know like say but that's just from my observation but yeah yeah we are saying i think we shouldn't be comparing you know european like salaries it's not a salary but like what people in europe make compared to like what we make in the u.s because i think it's a huge difference based on that yeah so that's like another huge factor like Mm -hmm. say your friend lives in europe and you're in the u.s and you both have 100k and you're making way more than her then that might be something that affects that Mm -hmm. but it's something i feel like people don't necessarily think about off the top of their head everyone's just like oh i have 100k i should just be getting paid x amount yeah without thinking about literally everything that goes into it so the next part is engagement which we literally all know and that's just your likes your saves your comments and i feel like brands i feel like brands still care about engagement i think even though some people say they don't i I think to an extent for sure like if your engagement is like clearly not and I don't want to even say like, yeah, like not authentic or I yeah, I, I would say authentic. I think that's what brands look at. I don't think they really pay yes. attention if you're having like a bad month, you know? Yeah. Like I don't think brands care if you're hiding your likes. Yeah. And we actually got confirmation on that from our management. They they said oh, that they okay, don't yeah. really care. I couldn't remember where I heard that. Yeah. Our yes. management told us that. Like they say... They said that they don't 
like they'll ask for your demographics still sure and your yeah. insights on on certain things but if you're hiding your likes they're not like they don't ask about that or they don't ask like right oh. Like, maybe they'll ask, like, what your reach was in the past 30 days, but they don't yeah. necessarily care about... Not, like, about... individual posts. And just it makes like sense the general because average. I feel like that your reach, past 30-day reach, is more important than your likes. Because that's... Yeah. Gen- like, that is who is who it's actually reaching. So, I yeah. think that's why. But, yeah, that's what our management relayed to us. <laughs> And another thing to do, I feel like, if you have an a low engagement day is to go into your comments and just respond to all your comments because mm-hmm. I feel like that kind of boosts everything. And then because in your comment section, obviously, if you're responding to everything, it'll essentially double your comments, if that makes sense, in yeah. the number part of your analytics. And this is also the place to build relationships as well. I feel like the comment section is so important and we've said this so so many times before we try to respond as many comments as possible within the first hour for sure I try within the first day like at the end of the day when I'm sitting on the couch watching tv I'll just go in and try to respond to some more comments and then after the first day I'll try but not I can't keep up all the time for sure because then it's like you have the next post Mm -hmm. you know but I think that's where relationships are built and just being consistent in there we're always shocked when people don't respond to comments but yeah like at least a few like come on (laughs) yeah shows support for those supporting you in my opinion but yeah I feel like engagement can obviously help you and if you have really good engagement and that's another reason why you could potentially be charging more than someone with a similar following than you so again if you have a very if you're strong in one of these Uh, categories then you could be potentially charging more so another thing is ROI and I honestly feel like this is starting to climb the ladder of importance I feel Mm -hmm. like a lot of brands are starting um, to look at this and if you don't know ROI stands for return on investment so basically what are you giving them in return and it's are you driving sales for this brand like when they give you a discount code and they track it how many people are using your code um yeah yeah true I I feel like actually this is the top like it's becoming more prominent even if you're not if your community is not like the most active or maybe you don't even have the biggest community if you're selling that's all they care about Mm -hmm. like if you can prove that yeah like there's there's creators with absolutely huge followings but if they can't sell anything for the brand like obviously the brand is going to go to the person with a more active community even if it's very small so yeah definitely be pushing those discount codes but also make sure that you're organically I feel like it's important to like organically share things on your stories or in your content so it's not that's how you train your audience also it's like you don't want to be too like salesy like only post about ads so make sure it's like a good organic mix when you are posting mm-hmm. ads yeah but yeah that's a definitely. huge thing and I feel like another thing too is just being the able to track somewhere I feel like like to know it is a really good place mm-hmm. to do this I know there are a couple other competitors like I feel like magic magic links oh magic links yeah 
Um, but basically you can just post on there by yourself. Like you don't have to do it because you have a paid partnership. So say you really want to work with the brand and you have some of their clothes. If you link to them and post them and you can show the brand that you drive sales in your pitch, I feel like that's huge. That's almost a no brainer for a brand to want to work with you. If you're like, Hey, and pay you know, I love your brand. You know, here is a recent post that I did. I linked it in my stories. Like here's how many people who clicked the link. Here's my like to know it showing how many sales, um, I got when I posted. I think my audience really resonates with your brand. Like would love to partner together. I feel like if you show a brand that they will absolutely say yes, because that just makes sense. And you can just, yeah, like you could charge probably the same amount as someone with a higher following or whatever. Mm-hmm. So that's a huge factor. Yeah, I think the I wish I don't know why it's like this, but I wish brands would give you a discount code and then just let you have that discount code indefinitely. Yeah, because I feel like brands they give it to you for like a month and then they're like, okay, like what can you do in a month? But I feel like it's like the more you post over time, the more your audience builds trust with you and realizes like, oh, it's not just one sponsored ad where they're just going to post this story like one time, the more sales you could drive. But for some reason, brands sometimes just literally give you code for like three days or one week or one month. And I'm like, okay, I feel like they say that. Well, some do, but I have one that they said it was for 48 hours and it's still working to this day. So like, I don't know. 48 hours yeah. and it still works like i now. get it but like that's hard to do a lot in 48 hours yeah i feel like they're trying to see like quickly like how how much you can yeah. sell like if based which on I one get, post but yeah which i get but in general i just feel like the whole standard is of sales and marketing is you need seven touch yes points. so 48 hours just literally blows my mind and yes some girls like their audience will just buy whatever they talk about because they've trained their audience to be like mm-hmm. that. And that's truly amazing to have an audience like that, but it's not like that for everyone. And so, yeah, I wish brands would just leave it a little longer, yeah. you know? <laughs> but okay, yeah. So ROI is huge. Again, if you have really good ROI, you could definitely be charging more if you're not already. And then another part of that is business relationships and just networking in general. We did a whole episode Mm -hmm. on this because it's that important and just building relationships so that you are top of mind when these campaigns come around, you know, being easy to work with, responding to your emails, being respectful, submitting your content, Mm -hmm. submitting your analytics without having to be chased down or, you know, making sure you're on time with your deadlines. I feel like Brands appreciate that stuff, and when you're easy to work with and you keep in touch, they remember you for the next campaign. Yeah, absolutely. So I feel like that's another – it's not the most important thing, but I feel like it It definitely helps. helps. Especially with repeat collabs. Yes, yes, the reoccurring ones, which Mm -hmm. are honestly the best. Those are the best. I feel like because those are the most authentic and it's continuous work that you have instead Mm -hmm. of just one-offs. And I feel like that's always one of our goals is to do long-term partnerships. So really just asking yourself, like, how can I get this brand to want to work with me again, Mm -hmm. basically? So 
building those relationships and networking. If you want to hear more on that, we have a whole episode dedicated to that and how to do that, which honestly might be one of my top, not top, top, but like top favorite episodes because I think it's so important. Mm -hmm. Um, And then lastly, just quality of content. Can the brand repurpose your content on their socials? Do they even want to? Yeah. Do you have good lighting? Do you have clean backgrounds? Is it on theme with the brand in general? I feel like brands, there are girlies who we follow on Instagram who I feel like just have such a clean aesthetic all the time. And I feel like those are the girls that consistently get campaigns with really staple everyday brands because I feel like when you post certain content and then brands see that they're like okay our product would look really good Mm -hmm. with that setting or with that influencer because oh she does a lot of her videos here or this is the type of video she does for skincare we really like that we want to do that with our product I feel like when brands can see what they're getting and you're posting quality content that's when you can get more collabs too yeah definitely and then I feel like also your vibe and aesthetic it's gonna be different like not certain brands have certain aesthetics they want to work with so when you know maybe you have a very colorful curated feed like you're gonna have a whole the future is a hefty responsibility and not one that we take lightly but then taking things lightly has never been what hefty is about that's why we've created the hefty renew program that turns hard to recycle plastics into valuable resources like park benches and building materials to participate simply fill up an orange hefty renew bag with accepted items tie it up and drop it in with your regular recycling that's it it's that easy it's time to rethink recycling with renew Particular valued resources may vary by geography. More info available at heftyrenew.com. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You know how to book flights and hotels. All you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive. That's why you need Viator. Book guided tours, activities, excursions, and more in one place to make your trip truly unforgettable. Viator has over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from. Everything from simple tours to extreme adventures and all the niche, interesting stuff in between. So you can plan something that everyone you're traveling with will enjoy. Real traveler reviews give the inside scoop from people who've already been on the experiences you're considering. So you can plan with confidence. Free cancellation helps you plan for the unexpected. And 24-7 customer support means you can travel worry-free. Download the Viator app now and use code Viator10 for 10% off your first booking in the app. Find travel experiences for you. Do more with Viator. Different audience in terms of brands that want to work with you than someone else. So it's hard to compare in that sense as well when you're a creator comparing solely on following, which it seems like these videos that we're originally talking about are on like they're just basing it off of following and again as you can see oh i have 100k like i should be getting this much right like from all of these points we've listed like 
it just you cannot like compare just on following like there are so many other factors and yeah quality of content is a huge one as well I feel like brands from my observation I feel like I do a lot of analyzing on Instagram all Mm -hmm. the time I feel like I'm always analyzing and numbers are just very interesting to me analytics are very interest interesting to me and so these are the things that I'm always looking at but I just feel like the girls who consistently are getting the collaborations are consistent with the type of content they're posting Mm -hmm. if that makes sense yeah. So if you're struggling or feeling a little lost and not knowing what to do, definitely recommend trying to do something like that. I get it. It's definitely hard when your home space is not super aesthetic. I literally have one corner in my house that I stand in front of <laughs> because cute. that's all I got. And like I could rent studios, but obviously that costs money. So I try not to do it as often, mm-hmm. but I will do it for collaborations if I need to, to elevate it until I have a better space to work with. Mm-hmm. But I feel like we're all just kind of working with what we got. And like, I'm not one of those girlies who has that window with the direct sunlight who yeah. can do a skincare video like that. Like yeah. there's no place where I live where a window gets direct sunlight like that. Mm-hmm. So I feel that again, we all have to like make it work. But basically, these are things that go into what creators charge. So again, you just see the following number, but you don't see anything regarding their demographics. Obviously, you can kind of see engagement, but if they hide likes, you don't know. You don't know, like maybe they don't have great engagement, but maybe for some reason their audience just buys Mm -hmm. so maybe their ROI is really good again we can't see other numbers for other creators so uh, you have no idea you have no idea what they're putting into in terms of relationships and networking and yeah you can obviously see the quality of content people are posting so if you see someone is getting a bunch of collaborations maybe take notes and see what they're doing and seeing how you can you know do something that's your own but in the same quality if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Like maybe your background is a little cluttered. Maybe clean up your space a little and see if that changes anything. Change the lighting. You never know. Yeah. Exactly. So yeah, very interesting to see when creators are posting like, oh, well, I made this or, oh, creators are lying because I only made this. Like, again, there are so many factors that go into it. I feel like I don't even try to even compare because there are you would literally have to ask someone hey like what are you charging a brand like what are your demographics what's your engagement are you driving sales like do you have a good relationship with them like you would have to ask all these questions to even be able to compare yourself there are girls in like the 50k and under range that are probably making as much as someone in the high 100 range because these factors are so different and you would be shocked at what some girls are making (laughs) yeah like these girls do make good money so I feel like that part for sure is not a lie like girls are making enough income to be Mm -hmm. full-time 
Um, and then again, I can't remember where we've talked about this, but you don't know someone's living situation either. You have no idea if they're living with their parents, if they're living mm-hmm. alone, unless they obviously share that. But like you don't know the financial situation. You don't know if their parents are paying their rent. You don't know if they're paying their rent. You don't know if they live with a significant other who pays the rent. Like that's another financial factor that goes into when you see someone spending or where they live or what's the aesthetic like again that's just another thing that we don't know unless Mm -hmm. the creator tells us so true i feel like there are just so many random and so many variables working Mm -hmm. at the same time that it's truly so hard to genuinely know if someone is telling the truth or not but again we i feel like we believe in the energy and if someone is putting out authentic good energy then why not believe them but when it becomes spammy inauthentic and a little selling a course that's when it gets a little questionable yeah and also there's nothing wrong with selling a course i was gonna say that too (laughs) yeah like there's nothing wrong with selling a course it's just like the way that you push it what's the reason behind it is it outrageously expensive is Mm. it affordable what are the goals with it yeah i think you can tell when someone's being authentic and genuine yeah. about this stuff because or like when i've bought like, a course before buy my course. like i yeah. and i mean oh, that we was for, all have yeah we like have. i'm like so interested in what other people like in other people's knowledge just because everyone has a different point of view on things so like i love when i do see someone that i love their energy i love their content and they're genuine about pushing their course like i'm a buy it like you know so nothing wrong with courses just about how authentic they are like selling yeah it. i feel like a good example is Nitsan's course yeah, totally i feel like that's a very popular one people are probably questioning and i don't want them to think that we're talking about her oh no no, no. because we we're not, not talking about um her. i i took her course yeah 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 I took her course and you can just tell how genuinely passionate she is about the industry I felt like the information was very good and very well organized even if I already knew it Mm -hmm. there was a lot of information in there that I thought was good insight because she does have a lot of good experience and I do think she put a lot of time into she has like this chart of what you could be potentially charging brands based on your following and engagement rate and i feel like she really she explains too and has talked about that she like really asked a bunch of creators brand reps pr people what their thoughts on this chart was and she was able to fine-tune it doing that so i genuinely feel like and she's continued to do it it wasn't like a one-and-done thing like make some quick cash get Mm -hmm. out like she's continuously putting effort into it growing the brand yeah did a second course like i feel like just she does creating really this environment for two yes and and you can just tell again she's authentic and genuine she's not here to just push it in your face get her money and peace out yeah you know so that's an example of being able to tell mm-hmm. so i think good she example. does it yeah very good so that's basically what goes into a creator's rates which is so much there's probably even more we could talk about mm-hmm. but now we'll share a few ways how creators make money so maybe when they're making these videos they're not being specific about what they're doing or how many things they have going on they're just like 
I made this much and you just assume because of the video like you assume it's brand deals or if it's a UGC creator you just think it's UGC deals that they're getting and that's what's interesting to me is because a lot of UGC deals that I see that are just on random platforms are like a hundred bucks 150 bucks 200 dollars yeah same you know? I see the same thing so then it's like how are these creators claiming they're making so much money if each deal is only a a few hundred dollars so I feel like this could be a potential answer is that they have other income coming in that they're just not mentioning Mm -hmm. obviously to make it look like they're making all this money from UGC so they're not technically lying about how much they're making they're just not fully disclosing how much of it is UGC versus other streams of income which there's no problem with that I just feel like it's important to be authentic and transparent when you are saying these things like, oh, this is how I made my money this month. Like, I don't know. I feel like yeah. they just don't. They're not very clear. And that's obviously on purpose to drive sales to their grace. Yeah. But that's another way you can tell is they're not telling you how they're making their money. So we'll talk about a couple ways that creators can make money. So obviously the first one is the most obvious which is sponsored content aka brand deals so this is when a brand pays you to post on your socials you know your rates based on everything we just talked about like your engagement rate your analytics your roi all that fun stuff so Mm -hmm. i feel like that's usually the main way yeah i was gonna say this is usually the majority if you're a content creator well yeah and this is when you post on your own page Mm -hmm. so and then Next would be content creation, which is kind of the opposite. So that's UGC, which is what we've been talking about. It's so funny to me. I don't know if this is just a me thought or if other people think this too, but UGC stands for user-generated content. What's the difference of what we've been doing? You know what I mean? What do you mean? Like for our own socials? Sure, but aren't hasn't content creation always been a thing why is ugc just popping off oh i think people now? are i think people are realizing like they, they can just make m- money from it without having a following i think that's why it's popping off okay gotcha so, so like yeah they're just creating contents for brands they're not posting on their social yeah like it's like and brands it's like people with no following mm-hmm. but okay. the thing is like i think it's a little hard in that case because like you have to have the eye for it and I think you have to really sell yourself to the brand because they have nothing to base it off of like I I actually saw this right you have to post it somewhere right yeah I saw this girl on TikTok obviously maybe you need to have connections or something but she had like a little I think she had a thousand followers on TikTok but one of these videos went viral she talked about how she filmed a UGC video and she didn't like she doesn't have a following anywhere else like she has like a thousand on tiktok and she was like talking about her ugc videos and people are like wait how do you do this like you don't have a following and she was like saying how she made a lot of money from it so unclear with how you sell yourself to a brand i think maybe you create a portfolio or something yeah or it's based off of like word of mouth or like references Because I feel like there are some UGC creators who are almost legit professionals Mm -hmm. who use DSLRs. Yeah, I think that's also a huge thing. And it's like really intense. Like I've seen 
beauty girls on TikTok who do that, where they create stunning, beautiful videos for these brands with the product. You know, the ones like in the water or with the shadows oh, yeah, or I with totally really have. cool backdrops or like the, the close-in of the actual product and mm-hmm. then they swipe it and it's aesthetic and beautiful. But I know, at least I hope, they are charging way more than $100 for that video. Oh, I think they definitely are. Beautiful work, yeah. you know, versus is is this UGC that's very, like, popular and, like, 100 bucks, 150 bucks, 200 Is that just your iPhone snap? Like, Probably. oh, this looks like, you know, an authentic person – or not authentic, like a – consumer or purchaser of the brand took this photo yeah it it doesn't look like an ad from the brand but as a consumer someone could relate to it a little more than something that's super curated yeah that's exactly i think what it is interesting well again content creation ugc is another way for people to make money and you create this content specifically for the brand you don't have to post it on your socials um they do videos ads photos for all their websites do you so then do ugc creators charge usage rates on top of the content creation or is that part of the job because like for ours we we charge usage rates rates because it's our content and our names tied with it but right. I think for UGC, but if you're, you're UGC selling creator, them the video. And that's it. Yeah. So once they pay you, I feel like then those people should also still be charging more. <laughs> right. Because those videos are being used to drive sales, which I is the whole point at the end of the day. people charge more than $100. I think the things that we see, like people are just throwing up ads. Like Okay, so that's blindly. where the clickbaity is like, oh, like... 100 bucks here 200 bucks i'm making 20k a month now i feel like you can make for sure a lot more yeah interesting okay so definitely make sure you're charging enough if you are a ugc creator because i feel like effort still goes into that so yeah i don't know what all these low numbers are but okay another (laughs) way to potentially make money is modeling for a brand. Um, I feel like the standard is $100 an hour from mm-hmm. what we've experienced, what we've talked to people about. Um, yeah, I feel like brands can like kind of hire influencers now to model. Yeah, yeah I think that's like a really authentic organic looking way to promote your content and I feel like your followers see it and are excited about it when the brand posts it and they definitely save a lot of money without hiring like a whole production team like they trust your content your eye they came to you because of your aesthetic so Mm -hmm. yeah I definitely think that's a great way to make money as a content and I feel like for me at least, I feel like when I am doing that kind of content, I usually post it on my feed anyway. Oh my gosh, yeah. It's like such because a good poll. <laughs> it's like a good tip for brands because if you love the content and it's your aesthetic anyway, you're gonna wanna post it. Right. Unless you're like super like strict and like you're like, I'm not getting paid for that, I'm not posting it. But I genuinely feel like if I do some work with the brand, I'll probably post something of it just to yeah. share. Um, the experience, I guess, but yeah, that's very smart no, of brands to do same. for sure. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, another way, which I feel like is potentially huge that not a lot of people think about, is affiliate marketing. So again, that's 
like to know it, which is reward style, magic links, even Amazon now, mm-hmm. Amazon storefront. So basically you just earn a small commission when someone purchases from your links. Oh, Revolve even has their own ambassador yeah. program. Um, so it just depends on the platform and the retailer, but basically there are, I know so many girls, okay, actually I don't know, that was very dramatic, I know <laughs> of creators who have made so much money just through affiliate marketing and they have 20k, they're not huge, they just yeah. have a very loyal audience who buys pretty much whatever they post about yeah because they like train their audience and I feel like the huge key is you have to be consistent in it I think the more you post about like what you're buying what you recommend like the more your audience trusts your opinion especially if it's not ads so just being consistent with it but yeah people make big money with with doing this I can't remember. So like to know it has recently shared. I can't remember if it was an email or they posted it. I can't remember if it's I think I want to say they are they were shouting out girls who made a million dollars in commission. So it's either a million oh. followers or a million dollars, but I feel like a million dollars makes more sense. Wait, and they were like, like congratulating shocking. them. Yes. No, that's what I'm saying. And I feel like obviously they've been doing this for probably 10 plus years and like, but they are truly like to know it bloggers and they really put their all into that. So I'm basically the point of this is that if you are consistent, these girls have huge followings on the like to know it app itself. And obviously if you have followers there, people who are following you on like to know it are following you to buy what you're recommending. Mm -hmm. So... I don't know. I feel like there's a huge opportunity, huge potential there. So maybe these creators are potentially really doing that. Like links are their strong point. Even if they don't have a ton of followers, that's another really good way to make money. Especially I feel like when we go to these Amazon creator events and they have the creator speaking like like they are definitely making banks. So that's just another way to make money as a creator. And then another one is your blog. I don't think this one is as prominent anymore, but it is a platform that you own. So I did, I think it's important to have some sort of presence that's yours, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah, um, and can't you, like, sell ad space on your website if yeah. it is doing pretty yeah. well? Yeah. I don't do that. Um, yeah. But you can. Yeah. So, yeah, that's just definitely another way. And then I feel like now recently a lot of creators are starting to create their own brands, which is really cute. Um, We each have our own. Mine is a product-based brand. It's called Summer Buns, and I do cute little hair accessories. And then you have the influence strategy, which is service-based. Helping businesses with their social media strategy and kind of like a consulting thing with social media so yeah product-based service-based both super good for making I feel like I've seen a lot of those start to pop up and then obviously a podcast as well like Mm -hmm. we do ads on the podcast obviously you guys hear those (laughs) um it's not like crazy money but it adds up over time like 
we used the money that we had made to to go towards our photo shoot that we did for our rebrand. So Mm -hmm. it's like, you know, instead of it having to come out of our pocket, we just put that money that we had earned back into our business. And then we were able to hire a photographer for that and do it professionally Mm -hmm. as opposed to, you know, just shooting it ourselves with our iPhones or something. So yeah, that was really cool. So yeah, podcast, I feel like a lot of people are starting podcasts mm-hmm. as well. And then maybe you could host events and charge like a small ticket price for people to come to your event and have brands pop up. So I feel like there's a bunch of different things in terms of creating a brand yeah. that you could potentially do if you're looking for another stream of income, just like whatever you're interested in or whatever you're passionate about to kind of tie that all together. Um, yeah. And then I guess other socials, it's exhausting. You guys, there's so many possibilities, like so many other socials. So much going on. Mm -hmm. Oh, I feel like Pinterest took away their creator fund. I think, I think you can still get campaigns on Pinterest. Yes. Bonus. Yes. Yes. I miss that. Um, it's unfortunate. I know. But Pinterest, so yeah, Pinterest took away I don't know what they're doing instead. Um, but yeah, people have Wait, YouTube so there's no sometimes. way to monetize on Pinterest anymore? I don't think unless like you get a brand deal or like a sponsored post or something that's legit a brand deal for a pin. But in terms Wait, of through Pinterest, wow. I don't think so. Interesting. But not Instagram either. Yeah, that's true. I just feel like Pinterest like was starting to like Pick gain up. traction again because yeah. of that so i wonder if it's yeah, gonna it drop was, like, pretty good super I don't, curious yeah very interesting um i feel like youtube i know a lot of people say that youtube is not super relevant anymore because tiktok has kind of taken over but sometimes i will like look at girls links and then go on their youtube channels and sometimes i'm shocked yeah. by the amount of followers they have they have so many and i'm like oh my gosh girly like where did you come from like subscribers and yeah oh, okay yeah i'm like wow so i feel like it doesn't hurt if there's a platform that you truly truly enjoy even if someone says like oh YouTube's not relevant. Like, TikTok pretty much took over that space. Like, I still like YouTube. You know what I mean? Yeah, like, totally. There's always going to be a space Do what you're passionate it. about. And, like, I feel like these platforms, they go through, like, their different phases where, you know, one is trending and one is super popular. And then it's, like, the other. And they, like, switch off yeah. and they come and go. But, yeah, just another way to make money if you're super passionate. Um, Oh, yeah, we've talked about this, too. Uh, for creators, we get gifted so much clothing. Mm-hmm. So Poshmark or we use Detour Shop, which is love an them. influencer thrift shop. Yeah, we absolutely love them. Basically, just reselling clothes to clean out your closet, mm-hmm. and just to make some extra cash because a lot of our stuff is brand new. Tags are still on, probably worn once or twice, yeah. you know, in really good condition. And I feel like before i would ask brands like do you want me to send this back and most of the times they would say no mm-hmm. so i feel like this it's is just another way. way to make you know some extra money on the side um yeah that's just like an easy thing if you're if you do like we do that with detour and mm-hmm. we love them so yeah that's how you guys can shop our stuff is detour 
Um, but yeah, and then another way, provide a service, but don't be spammy about it. Yeah. Uh, coaching, courses, ebooks, that kind of thing. Um, but yeah, I feel like this whole episode started because we were talking about spammy courses. <laughs> but yeah. just be authentic. Be authentic. The There's nothing wrong with a course. Like genuinely love a course. But you have to sell it well and authentically. Yes. Don't just be shoving it in people's faces and be authentic when you're sharing information. Like if you say you make a certain amount of money, don't lie about it. Yeah. And just make sure it like flows with like what you're doing online and what your audience knows you for, of course. Yeah. And then just the last thing is another thing is presets. I feel like it's not as popular as it used to be, but I definitely see creators still making presets to sell. I sell my preset. Um, Just because I felt like for me, a lot of people were asking how I edited. Mm -hmm. And I was like, you know what? And I only edit one way. So I don't have like a book of presets. Like I have one preset. It's the preset I use. So if someone is interested in editing like how I edit, they can buy my preset. You know what I mean? Like, it's not like, oh, buy all these different presets. And like, that's, I mean, there are still people out there doing that, which is fine if you're into the presets, but presets aren't as popular as they Mm -hmm. literally used to be. If you're an Instagram OG, you know, like everyone would buy the presets. Like, I remember my first one was JC Marie's. Like she had a preset and I bought it and it was it was so cute, cute. but <laughs> everyone yep. used to sell them. We all did that. We all did that. So, yeah, I feel like so again, there are so many ways to make money as a creator and so many different ways to monetize your brand or ways to strategize to bring in more income for yourself. Mm-hmm. So, hopefully that clears up some confusion for you guys or just helps open your eyes to the different ways that creators can make money when they're claiming they're making a certain amount a month like I feel like for the most part they're doing more than just brand deals yeah and same with like that makes sense vice versa if someone's saying that they're not making a lot of money like you don't know if they're how often they're pitching if they're even pitching or if they're good at pitching themselves like or if they're in a or different country. Or what rates they're what pushing rates. themselves at. There is just so, so much that goes into it. It's just like you literally can't compare unless you know so, so, so much about this person. And it's information that you wouldn't be able to know by just looking at their profile. Like what we just right. said in this episode. But yeah, again, at the end of the day, creators definitely can make a lot of money if you treat it as a business and you're being strategic about it. And I feel like one way to prove this is that if creators weren't making money, management agencies wouldn't exist. Why would yeah. agencies want to work with creators if they're, they were getting a very small cut that's not worth their time? Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? There's so many management agencies. And there's so many. Yes. So many. And it's like they also make good money. So I feel like it's like just beware – There is definitely a lot of clickbait on TikTok and probably Instagram. So just be careful and don't believe everything you see on the internet. And just know that there is so much going on behind the scenes with, like we said, how creators are coming up with their rates, how they're making a bunch of money. And people probably aren't saying everything that they're doing. 
Like, mm-hmm. I feel like we don't just, like, literally randomly throw out there, like, hey, I'm making money by selling clothes. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like, yeah, we're not. it's true. If someone asked us, we would be transparent about it and be like, yeah. But it's just not, we're not offering that information up. So when people are posting about this stuff, you just don't know what information they're not putting out there. Yeah. If that makes sense. So, yeah, there was just, we got a video sent to us, and basically there was this creator who was, has that 100k mark around there, and who was charging super low, and basically calling out other creators, saying that they're all lying and, like, not making a lot of money, but, again, we just don't know people's numbers, their analytics, their ROI, we don't know any of that, so it's just different for everyone at the end of the day. And I think that's what's important to remember is all the things we talked about is like, and I think that's another good reminder to you guys not to compare yourself to other people. Yes, like it's not going to change anything. No. I don't, everyone makes such a different amount, honestly. And I feel like everyone has so many different things to offer and someone's strong point might be different than someone else's so it's like you could be have the same aesthetic as someone have the same amount of followers but that's the only two things you guys have in common and none of the other factors that we talked about are the same then it could potentially be different yeah so i think that's also what makes industry cool is like there's so much possibility out there it depends how you want to approach it what you want to approach what parts you want to prioritize how you want to monetize like there's a lot. You can do a lot. You don't. It's not very cookie cutter. You have to pick one thing and be good at one thing. Mm-hmm. There are different things you can do to be successful at this, so which true. is fun because then people can show their personalities how they want to and everyone isn't looking the same. Mm-hmm. And we love that. So Agree. hopefully this gave you guys some clarity on how creators put their rates together how creators can make money and how you can too and turn this into a full-time gig if that's something you're passionate about and you want to do or if you just want to keep it a side hustle and do it for fun you know there's always that as well so we just want to make sure we're transparent and sharing all the information with you guys so yeah yeah Do you want to share our listener of the week this week to end the episode? Yes. Our listener of the week is Amber Nicole. Her Instagram handle is at Trendy Tried It. So Trendy and then T-R-I-E-D-I-T. Trendy Tried It. She is such a supportive queen listener. She has really cute style. Of course, all of our listeners do. And we just really appreciate you. She posted us on her stories, which we always love to see. It makes us so happy. Um, And yeah, we just really appreciate you, Amber. Thank you for listening and being a supporter. Yes, and not only did she post us on her stories, like she posted the exact song that we talked about on our favorites podcast episode like the exact song so, so we makes just love that yeah it listener. makes us happy gold star and we appreciate <laughs> it and yeah that seriously those things make our day so we just wanted to shout you out and say thank you but that's pretty much for this week's episode hope you guys enjoyed this 
and I feel like I'm blinking. I always get so stressed out when the end comes because I think about the toast and how Claudia know, just, she just literally goes off. And I'm just of like, tongue. I could not do that. I but know. basically, join our Facebook group, The Influence Community. We need to go in there. I just like... Do some updates and clean it up. Yeah, you're right. <laughs> need to do that. Okay, putting that on my um, to-do list. On the to- yep, to-do list. Um, join our Facebook group. Come to Italy with us. Join our trip. It's going to be so fun. We have such an amazing group of girls going already. And we're going to start doing our trip pre-planning Zoom calls starting in June. So you don't want to miss out. And yeah, I feel like that's pretty much it. We always love a rating and review on whatever platform you listen on because that helps us. And we hope you guys have an amazing week coming up i cannot believe it's may you guys where is this year going seriously Uh, yeah and we will talk to you guys in the next episode and we love you and appreciate you bye guys bye guys thanks so much for listening we hope you guys love this episode don't forget to subscribe for new episodes every monday leave us a rating and review and we'll see you next week Bye. bye